Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and I'm sad to say this time, as we go into the month of March, that's the rock cracking is what Vladimir Putin did his Russian forces. He sent them in to um, the Ukraine, and the Ukraine people have suffered greatly. Uh, they're hanging on, fighting back, and they could have easily said, okay, we surrender, but people are giving their lives for freedom, and the Ukrainians, without much help uh, they sent some arms in toward the end but without much help they're trying to hang on and as we are recording this show they're still hanging on and the russian president of uh, putin is just sending in waves and waves of troops from all directions and it's a big country ukraine but they're crushing the uh, army the the fight of the people are they going to keep fighting? It will turn into some guerrilla war? We don't know. That's the outcome we don't know as we are recording this. But I will say, uh, Zelensky, the, the president of the Ukraine, now people said, get out of there, get out of there and run a government in exile. But no, he stayed in Kyiv, and uh, there in uh, the capital of Ukraine. And it's it's been, uh, it's been sad to watch a free people that had problems the ukraine not you know it's not a perfect model of democracy but they were free and now they're under the thumb of vladimir putin and what does that mean for the world what does that mean for america well we're going to talk about it on this week's show this is doc holliday's rock splitting politics i'm your host dr ed holliday you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. You'll hear things here that you won't hear anywhere else. In most cases, there's uh, we try to bring stories that you may not be hearing. Of course, everybody around the world is hearing about this story. So uh, let's get to it. Tell you what we're going to do today. There, we're going to talk about what the future looks like uh, around the world and what what direction will Vladimir Putin go. What will the West do? What will NATO do? What will Europe do? What will the United States of America do? What will Joe Biden do? What did he not do that we got in this predicament? Uh, you, you can hear all kind of things. The thing that really makes me sad is hearing people like Hillary Clinton blaming, blaming Putin going into Russia. I mean, Putin's Russia going into Ukraine, blaming it on Donald Trump. Here we are uh, a year, going on uh, well over a year, and, and President Biden and his administration knowing all this was going on, and at the last minute, th- didn't know what happened. Just said, hey, they're coming. And why? Well, it's a complete failure because Putin has gone in. 
and taken over uh, the Ukraine. Now, he may have a heck of a price to pay, and it may be a long slog of uh, guerrilla warfare. We don't know. And I hope Putin pays a huge price. There's one way that we could really hurt Vladimir Putin. One way we could really hurt his people and country economically, and it's not being done. In a minute, I'm going to play a clip from Sean Hannity uh, on his radio show that he, he tells us what's, uh, what Vladimir Putin could be doing. And um, the America has the ability to shut Putin down and hurt him economically. It may even cost him uh, his uh, dictatorship, but we won't do it. We will not do it. But I'm going to let Sean, I'm going to play that clip and, and, and let you listen to what Sean Hannity had to say. And then after that, there's some things about the economy and the sanctions that you have not heard that's very important to know. You know, don't think that Vladimir Putin is scared of all the sanctions. Did he think they were going to come? He knew what was coming. So he prepared, and we're going to talk about that. First, let's play this uh, section from Sean Hannity's show and, and, and understand we can still stop Vladimir Putin, and we can hurt him, and we could even drive him back out of the Ukraine without firing a shot. And there's a way to do it. Listen to what Sean Hannity had to say last week. It was all preventable if they would have kept the policies in place. Now that they screwed it up, they can fix it, but they're not going to. They can fix, you know, we, he was handed, Joe Biden was handed energy independence. America was a net exporter of energy. And we could achieve that again. But it was Joe Biden that made the decision that it was way more important that Joe Biden listen to the radicals within his own party and take a wrecking ball to the oil and gas industry. Keystone XL pipeline, you know, an end of, of drilling efforts in all of Alaska, all put on a permanent hold. Anwar off limits again. Trump had opened that up. He disrupted uh, new exploration development auctions in the rest of the country, suspended new exploration on federal lands. And then he hurt the liquefied natural gas production in this country by lifting sanctions on on Nord Stream 2 pipeline, et cetera, et cetera. You know, by the way, 800 plus million barrels of oil would be able to go through the Keystone XL pipeline, I'm told. I didn't know that until this week. I didn't know it was, wow, that massive. We have more energy resources than we could ever use in 100 years. And probably when we, we end up with new technologies, like, for example, extracting shale through a microwaving process where the shale is liquefied and then drawn up etc i mean fracking is new technology and it can be done safely we know it's done safely all of these things we're going to have resources probably in perpetuity until we one day find a new form of energy that is cheap and affordable and and far less of a hassle to get a hold of but every single problem was preventable and fixable you know, I'm looking at this week, and this is where we're going to look back and realize, wow, Joe Biden screwed this up. Now, the entire time, go back to July 12th when the Putin manifesto came out, where he kind of outlined every territorial ambition that he had and what wouldn't recognize Ukraine even as a country and laid out exactly what he's going to do. And nobody in Europe and nobody in NATO and nobody in Joe's White House paid any attention to it. 
Then you have this long, drawn-out buildup of troops in eastern Ukraine, and, and this is all on top of a history that is full of Putin's territorial ambition, starting with Georgia in 08, followed up by Crimea in 2014, and now it's obvious that it's not just the two independent republics that Putin recognized, you know, early in the week. No, it's the entire country, because he, if you look at the map of where he bombed inside of Ukraine, it's the entire country that he's hitting. We expect that Kiev, the capital, will be taken in the next 48, 72 hours. So this war, ostensibly, in that sense, is over. Whether or not there's an insurgency that can be built that would be effective against Putin and, and Russia, I don't know. It could always hope. Uh, certainly, America supplying the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, Stinger missiles played a major role in the so in Russia losing that battle, the former Soviet Union losing in Afghanistan, and they had to run and hightail it out of there, kind of the way Joe Biden did, which is embarrassing because it didn't need to end that way. We could have done it so many other ways. But this is what you're going to remember from this week that most people won't focus on. Not only did Joe Biden, all the sanctions that he did put in place, which we went over yesterday when we covered Joe Biden's sanctions, not all of them combined are meaningless because of one reason. And that is that the one area where they really needed to hurt Vladimir Putin, they didn't touch. And that is the Biden White House acknowledging that sanctions are not designed to disrupt Russia's energy export uh, exporting. In other words, they're not going to touch the heart and soul of Putin's finances. The one sanction that would have been most effective, and that is putting a stop, a freeze on importing any oil energy from Russia altogether. See what Sean Hannity was saying? Even though Joe Biden has shut down what Trump had worked hard for four years to make America independent of any energy, we did not have to go out anywhere in the world to get our energy for the needs of the United States. And we had extra that we could even send to Europe. And we were already doing that with liquid, uh, the, the liquid uh, gas. And yet it's all been shut down by Joe Biden. We could still put it back together, just copy what Trump did. But Joe Biden will not do that. His administration will not do that. And we cannot hurt, we can't hurt Putin economically if we do not go against his uh, against his energy and what's happening is this is the sad fact that as we dig in on the sanctions we are hurting America at the gas tank as gas goes up as energy's cost goes up what does it do it makes it makes Putin richer it makes his his it should be a mistake going into a neighboring country and taking it over unprovoked. And now he is going to reap the benefits of stealing from the Ukraine. And he's going to reap the benefits of higher gas prices. And guess what? There's another thing. Putin in 2014, Russia's economy was weak and he got hurt with the sanctions and he didn't want that to happen again. So it's taken him eight years. What's he been doing? He's been 
collecting gold. In his central bank, they have $150 billion of gold bullion, meaning they got physical gold in their central bank. So if, if people just shut around and say, hey, you can't buy, you can't sell, he can always buy with gold. If it's China, if it's whoever. But this is the sad thing because Biden is too chicken. He's not chicken. He's probably made too much money, or as Hunter has in different ways. I'd have to say, I mean, this is mean. I just have to say it. I wonder what Hunter Biden got $3 million from the ex-mayor of the, the ex-wife of the mayor of Moscow. The, the mayor of Moscow's ex-wife there in Russia sent him some saying it was about a Republicans found that back before uh, the election that Hunter Biden got paid something like $3 million. I don't know the exact figure, but we never knew what for. Maybe we just saw what for. Maybe he sold uh, the Ukraine right down the river. Now, I'm not saying he did, did that. I don't have any proof of that. But I'm saying we ought to know what Hunter Biden got $3 million for out of Russia. Because Biden has really treated Russia very well when he got in office. We had we had a sanction on the North Storm 2 to get gas, natural gas, in, into uh, Germany. And it had to be finished being built. And Trump had stopped it. Said, no, we're not going to do this. And when Biden gets in, what does he do? First thing, he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline in the United States and opens up the gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. I don't know, $3 million? Was it, would that do it for Hunter Biden to lobby for that? I just have to say, I mean, we ought to know what he got $3 million for when he was the uh, son of the Vice President of the United States. There's so much that's just horrible with this and when i'm talking about something that's horrible before we get into some of the other pressing things about sanctions and how it's hurting americans more than it will vladimir putin unless we heard it heard him at the pump and and they were talking about uh some one said that you know what russia is like one great big gas station that's it they don't have much of an economy outside of uh, energy production but we have to look at uh, what Hillary Clinton said. Did you, she came out of the woodwork to blame all this stuff on Donald Trump. And I'm going to... Uh, i tell you what. Let me, let's, it's time for a break. Let me take a break. And then I'm going to tell you what Hillary Clinton has done. If she wants to peg this on Trump, this whole entire thing can be pegged on her. And I'm going to tell you how we do it right after the end, uh, at the end of this break. Let me remind you to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we're glad to have you. This is an election year, midterm elections. Usually we're, we'll be dwelling a lot on elections, but this, what's going on in uh, Ukraine is sad. It hurts. It's something that our world has not seen in Europe where another country attacked uh, a, a peace-loving country attacked it unprovoked and the first time since World War II that tanks come rolling into a country to take it over. And there's a lot of implications. Number one, why was it allowed to happen? Why did, 
Russian troops keep building up for weeks and months and months. And, and we did nothing. And Biden didn't want to put sanctions on. We didn't tell him, hey, you ought to move those troops back away from the border or the sanctions are going on. They just let them accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and still accumulate more. And nothing was done. Jawbone and diplomatic. And the whole Biden administration, they failed. They entirely failed the people of Ukraine and they failed the world because they allowed this to happen. Then you got people with pea brains like Hillary Clinton. Thank goodness she never was president of the United States. But you know what? This is, I just have to tell you. <laughs> I have to tell you, you can peg all this on Hillary Clinton. You know why? She came up with the Russian hoax in her campaign to try to get people to forget about her email problem and the, the emails that were erased. And she wanted to peg this Russian stuff on Donald Trump. So she came up with this Russian hoax. And the entire thing was used as leverage by the entire Democratic Party. I say entire. I know that a lot of them didn't know what was in on it. But you know the leaders knew what was going on. And like we've said before, now that uh, the Durham report has come out and, and indicted uh, people, we know that he's dug in and found out it was a hoax. There was nothing there. And the FBI knew there was nothing there. And the people in the FBI told President Obama, President, Vice President Biden and others, there's nothing here. And, and they knew the entire time that Trump was being ridiculed and, and roasted over the mainstream media for two years, and they knew it was not true. They didn't open their mouths. They didn't do anything but hurt Trump. And when they hurt Trump, they hurt the United States of America. They hurt Trump's ability to actually work with Russia to help Russia and Putin move into a more democratic way there's a lot of things that Trump could have done, but if he was seen doing anything that was helpful toward Russia or Putin, he would he would be hammered in the mainstream media because they were saying he was hooked up and there was a connection to Russia, which there never was. But they played it over and over and over. This hoax, this scam, this lie, they played it over and over, and it made it. In it, it made it in he was unable to do anything to build a relationship with Putin or Russia and and this is why this whole thing could be blamed on Hillary Clinton it could be blamed on Hillary Clinton's lies her selfishness her entire desire to be president of the United States so much that she would lie and cheat and still, yes, she stole from the American people. She stole from the free world because she purposely planted this lie. And they knew when Donald Trump was being grilled over the mainstream media going over and over and calling it, some people even calling Trump a, a, a guilty of treason. And there's some people in this country who still believe it. In fact, most Democrats still believe Trump had something to do with Russia. And yet, it was all a hoax. And it tied the 
hands of the president of the United States, even when he's being spied on now. And they laughed and said Trump thought he spied on. They laughed about how they called him uh, an imbecile because he thought he's being spied on. And now we find out he was spied on not only when he's a candidate, but even as president of the United States. Is that not treason? And yet, of all of that, it's amazing Trump got done what he got done. But with all of that, they created this inability of Trump to really build out a relationship, get Putin where in a lockhold where he needed to be, and stand up. And we do know that Putin never attempted to go after the Ukraine when Trump was president. There are some reports that Trump had told Putin in no certain terms if he went into Ukraine that uh, he would bomb Moscow. And all those turrets there, you know, the famous turrets there, Kremlin, he said they'd be gone. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. But I know one thing. Putin never came and brought troops into, uh, into the Ukraine. But that's not a, with Biden. It's just like he knew exactly what Biden do because he'd taken Crimea. Nothing happened. Sanctions afterwards. Yes, we talked about it. It hurt some. But I told you I'd get back to this. $600 billion in reserves. That's what Russia has. $100 billion of that is in gold. So he can sit on there a long time, a lot of sanctions. But what I'm saying is, as Biden does these sanctions and the world does these sanctions, oil is going to go up and it's going to make Putin richer. And it's going to have more people scared. Guess what's going to happen to gold? Gold's going to go up. He has $150 billion of it. Well, if gold goes up, he's going to have more than $150 billion because the price of gold's going up, and he's got it. So what, what, what should America do? Well, go back to what Sean Hannity said. We can shut Putin down. We can really hurt him if we use our energy, uh, what we have, in our industry, we could turn it around. It, it won't turn around overnight, but we could turn it around. But if you're not even trying to turn it around, how can you pump more oil? How can you give what the energy needs to our European partners, allies? We could have done it quickly if he hadn't dismantled everything that Trump had done. But I, I said, before we run out of time, I do want to go, there's some things that you're not hearing and I want you to hear it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics and say, where do you get this? Well, you read things. And also there's a former CIA, um, a, a man that works in CIA that's very brilliant when it comes to economies. And, and you hear about him. He's on, he's on different TV shows, Jim Rickards. And, and Jim was pointing out some things. That's how I want to tell you as far as the sanctions. Unless we hit him with the oil, and, and we supply what the world needs, unless we really go against his oil interest. And, and Biden has not, and he's made it plain. If you hear in the, uh, all the sanctions, they're not hurting the oil because Europe needs it. They have no other source. America can't get it to them that quick. We can't turn it around, and Biden is not going to turn it around. you got idiots like John Kerry. When I call him that, I don't mean to just throw out that word. But he actually said that he hopes this war that 
Putin has started and in going into the Ukraine, he hopes that Putin will still take care of the climbing. He'll take care of the climbing. Did you hear that? John Kerry says, please, Mr. Putin, still take care of the climate. He doesn't give a rip about the climate. He's in there fighting. Why our generals are learning how to be woke and teaching wokeness uh, throughout the military. Putin's in his end, and and they're, uh, they're taking care of business. I don't like that business. Neither you do, do you. But they're not worried about climate change over in Russia. I can assure you that. The thing about climate change is it's true. Climate always changes. It has for the time since the earth has been around. And I don't want to get in a climate change battle right here. We'll have to do a whole show on it sometime. But it's uh, what America does, what the world does. Remember when the world was shut down? We talked about this. And when COVID hit and we shut down every plant across America, across the world, all the smokestacks went to shut down and guess what they they got all the statistics and it didn't do anything it didn't it didn't help any climate change it didn't help any it just shows you we shut everything down it didn't make a difference on temperatures it didn't make a difference on ozone it's just showing you i think we, we're living in a big hoax they didn't come out with all the statistics to show that you know it's not working because they didn't want people to know that but uh you know maybe we ought to have some people in congress that would demand truth in that <laughs> but i don't guess we got anybody brave enough uh, to stand up against the mainstream media but going back to what we were saying these sanctions that uh we're trying to put on there is something that can be very difficult for putin if we shut down the semiconductors say you can't have any semiconductors for anything you can't build cars you can't build uh, the things everything that these days needs semiconductors so what if we do that and we can and we they said that's one thing they said we're going to do but with the new semiconductors these are these nanometer chips they're dealing on molecule level and and what would hurt if we don't let them have those semiconductors but guess what putin does play chess and we've laughed about oh putin plays chess and biden plays checkers well it's true in a lot of cases you would think our intelligence service would be able to know some of these things and jim rickards brings some of them out so hopefully they do i don't know why they don't get into the president's ear but if we shut down the semiconductors you can't just build a semiconductor plant and most of them are in taiwan now so china that's why they're licking their chops for taiwan but uh, it takes years to build a semiconductor plant with these new nanometer chips but guess what to make those chips you got to have neon gas 70 percent of the world's neon gas comes from where do you know would you like to know it comes from putin's russia there's also the metals we need for electric vehicles for going electric like biden says well where's the platinum and the palladium and the titanium there's a big supply of it in russia where's the other supply <laughs> a lot of us in china so the things we need russia and china 
and we start putting the semiconductors say you can't have this will Vladimir Putin go well just bring the whole world to a, a worldwide depression by saying I'm shutting down the neo and neon gas you can't nobody if I can't have semiconductors no one will have semiconductors could that really happen could that happen I hope it doesn't I wish Putin had invaded Ukraine he's he's a demolished a peace that's been there since World War II and I don't have faith in our administration in the United States these are the same people who gave away Crimea the same the same administration the people that are around Joe Biden are the ones who gave away Crimea in 2014 and they knew that they knew that Putin had tricked them before and you go back to that old phrase you know Trick me once, shame on you. Trick me twice, shame on me. Well, Biden and his administration have been tricked again. Tricked again. They were not ready. They were not prepared. The Ukrainian people are paying a heavy price because of the unpreparedness of Biden, Joe Biden, his administrations, those around him. And it's sad. It's sad to see. It can... It can cross borders the war can get hot i hope it doesn't it should not it we should have enough leaders around the world that can keep that from happening but like i said what if putin decides he's going to shut down neon gas and nobody can have semiconductors we can have collapse of economies coming off of covid so much is going on so much is at stake and we got too long to the next presidential election so what hope can I give you? Well, the hope is always that people get out and start getting the socialists defeated. The socialists are ruining the Democratic Party. And like I've said, until the Democratic Party kicks the socialists out, then why vote Democrat? I just have to tell you the way I see it. And, and we are in a big hurt in America. And what's happening? But the mainstream media keeps beating it. It's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. The American people are seeing through that. I wish more of them had seen it earlier, but now they're seeing through it. I just have to say, we need to be praying for the people in Ukraine, praying for peace, praying for wisdom into the White House and our Congress. And I'm sad to say, I don't see it right now. But look, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Glad you're listening to us. I hope you learned some things you may not have heard other places. And now, let me just tell you, next week we will continue on. We'll see what's happening in the Ukraine and keep touch on that as we look into the, how the midterm elections are shaping up, primaries coming up. Some are even going to happen this week. So listen, I'll talk to you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.